It's the A Show, episode 156, and please, please say E's name. It is the A Show, of course, with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am Justin here with Meals. We are in a post draft WWE world. Of course, we have a whole bunch of season premieres and a whole bunch of moving around that went on this week, and we're going to talk all about it this week. Uh, Meals, what's going on? Nothing much, man. I'm here, you know, looking at these iPhone prices, trying to figure out oh, my man. place in the world. Or, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of getting a new one. I don't really need one, but I'm thinking of it. I'll be honest with you. I think my phone, which is an iPhone X, the original iPhone X, um, it's just it's still working like great. The battery doesn't die immediately. Yeah, it dies faster than it usually does, but it doesn't die immediately. I can still do a lot of stuff on there like photos. I don't care about because I don't take pictures. And like when you share them on the Internet, Twitter and Instagram is just going to shit the quality of them anyway. So it doesn't even matter to me about the photos. So I'm legitimately here trying to figure out, do I really want to get the new iPhone or not? Uh, I mean, why not? You know, I, I mean, I definitely need one right now. You don't need uh, my one. Ice cr- you don't need one. You I cracked just, my screen. I cracked my screen. My, my screen's cracked and I can't. My, my actual touch screen is like is actually like not responsive because I because I cracked my screen. You know, the longer your screen is cracked, the the less responsive your, your haptic and your touch screen is. Yeah. So like it's it's either pay three fifty or just go ahead and just pay the hundred fifty down and just get a new phone. I would have I wouldn't have gotten one this year. I, w- I was gonna wait for the thirteen actually. Uh, I'm so I don't know how you live. I don't know how people live with cracked phones. My soul could not live with a cracked phone well, and just. Well, it's only been a month. I was holding out until I was going to literally hold out f- to get a new phone until then. And I went to I believe I went to my fiance's. Uh, I went to go visit like her parents or something. And I was I was mm-hmm. outside and it slipped out of my lap and fell face down. And I already I, I was like, it's a wrap. <laughs> I already knew it was crack. I never cracked my phone and I didn't have Apple. Uh, I didn't have Apple care. And I was like, you know what? Did you have a case on it? it Are you a case person? I had a case on it, but I didn't. I have the body case, but I actually don't. I I had a, a dead pixel on my phone, so there's a line actually on my phone as well. Oh like yeah, that's yeah, yeah, how bad my screen was getting. See, so that's I had the worst. A, thing. Had a couple dead pixels. Yeah, yeah. No, and that's that's worse than breaking the actual phone. That's <laughs> yeah, it sucks. So I I actually do. I'm in need of a new phone right now. Any other time, I would have been like, oh, I'm cool. But the, the dead pixel happened first. The crack happened second. And I was like, all right. So it's, it's time, for me to, time for me to upgrade. So the 12 is something I'm definitely looking at. Not really sure if I want to get a Max this time or, or a Pro Max or just a Pro. I'm, I'm leaning toward just getting a Pro this time. Listen, go easy on them, okay? Just do the regular Pro. It doesn't <laughs> – you don't need the Max. The Max, they have all these different things. The Max is legitimately for photographers. And it's legitimately for people – who do that type of things and apple's trying to sell this world of like you can use this phone as photography and you don't need to buy an actual camera or anything like that um which is fine but i don't think you need the max i think this the pro will be fine i'm not even sure if i'm gonna get the pro but i i 
I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm really I, not. I, I kind of regular. I like I, my phone. I don't know. I just feel like if I go back to a smaller screen, I'm gonna feel like it's not gonna like. Gonna I, like I, I less like of the, a man. What are you? What are you saying? No, I'm not less of a man. Not less of a man. I just feel like I'm. I'm going to. I'm going to definitely miss the bigger screen, and and that's something that I've always kind of. I I like big bigger phones. Like mm. I like like the way Apple does bigger phones. I don't like other big phones like that because they're always too square. I like the rounded kind of ergonomic feel of an iPhone. So I I'm definitely probably gonna stay within the pro wheelhouse, but. When you think about it, the actual regular 12 is pretty big on its own, too. Yeah. I mean, you know, something light. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> don't, go, go, don't go too crazy with it. It's already over 1000 I mean, the 12, I think the regular 12 isn't even $1,000. I don't know what they're trying to sell me anymore. I, all it is is specs and cameras. I'm, I feel so, like, the, the past few Apple releases, and I feel like we're definitely infringing on Mark's podcast. <laughs> right now um as we do with many other things on rnc uh but i just feel like the cameras aren't the selling point to me they get to a point where it's just it's so premium that the advances don't even matter anymore to me um yeah yeah. the only thing that really matters is why people get new phones is battery life because it's you know they drop into 12 this Friday. I expect my battery life to be cut in half immediately. Just, you know, that's just what oh, they my do. Phone, my phone just sitting out drains battery. And especially with this new update, it's like it drains battery like crazy. So I, I'm definitely like looking up on my phone. It says 70% by 9 a.m. And I'm like, what? I didn't even do anything on this phone. I mean, looked at it. I don't even like I don't even get active on my phone until around 9 to 10 a.m. when I start working. So it's it's like. Apple has a way of, of, of reeling you in. This is true. They really do. This is true. They, have, they really do. But speaking of <laughs> reeling people in, uh, <laughs> we have a new Twitter account. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we should have really started the show with that, shouldn't we? Instead of doing a five-minute nah, diatribe on the iPhones. But you know what? Whatever. This is a show. It's equally important. It's equally important, man. So we, we have the, the brand new uh, A-show Twitter account, of course, you know, it's going to have all of the information that you need on all of our shows. Like, we're, we're super excited about the channel. Um, and, and again, we're super excited to actually like, welcome on uh, Dion to our team to help us out, uh, just create new stuff for this social account. And just shout out to him. He's super excited about it. We're super excited about it. Uh, I mean, the A Show RNC, at the A Show RNC, please follow us there. It's going to have all types of memes, all types of information. We're going to put all of our wrestling related content there uh, from all of our shows, including the A Show that you're listening to right now the rewriters room spot callers the war report and of course the g show which uh we're, i'm going to give a quick update on later on in the show yeah i mean you know you can follow it at the a show rnc on twitter so make sure you follow it there uh as of right now we're close to 100 followers so i'm pretty excited that it's only been released for about a day so i'm you know i think everything is going to be there i'm still like it's been a long time since I've managed a wrestling Twitter account. Uh, I don't know if people know this. Well, actually, I don't think many people know this except people who are involved. But I used to you know, help run the Rassle Rap account like many, many, many moons ago. And that was fun. I mean, it was a fun time. It was like playing with a bunch of followers is incredible. Um, but just kind of like, you know getting used to like okay what do, what do we need to post here what do, i'm only used to posting the the ridiculousness that comes from my brain on my head on my account so you know 
being able to contribute to that account and also Dion in charge of it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be new. Um, tell us what you want to see. Tell us what you want. Maybe we'll hold some contests or something. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Twitter accounts. Follow the HRNC on Twitter. <laughs> that's what. That's all I'll say. And you can still follow everyone else as well. We'll still have our comments and stuff like that. And I'll still be as ridiculous as I am on Mondays and Fridays. Um, but I will definitely be forwarding everyone to the account. Please. Yes. Of course. Uh, let's get into no holds bar for the week. Uh, we, we got a couple of returns. We got a couple of court cases, but uh, pretty, wow. pretty heavy week. <laughs> no holds barred. I mean, just a regular uh, wrestling for, week. Yeah. <laughs> especially in 2020. Right. Um, so starting off, we have an update on the Matt Riddle, Candy Cartwright, uh, you know, case or really Samantha Tavel, uh, the, the actual name of Candy Cartwright. Um, she is suing Riddle, the WWE, Gabe Sapolsky, and Evolve Wrestling for ten million dollars each. Um the each. lawsuit alleges when I saw that Matt, each, I was yes. like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> the the lawsuit alleges that Matt Riddle uh, sexually assaulted Tavel and I'm sorry, trigger warning for anyone that uh, that is listening to this uh, potentially uh, in April 2017 in the parking lot after an Evolve show. The lawsuit also alleges that Riddle bragged about it with the Evolve owner Gabe Sapolsky, who tacitly approved of this sexual misconduct. Whoa. The lawsuit also the lawsuit also brings up May 19th, 2018, when Riddle allegedly forced Tavel to have sex with him uh, with her by by uh, to have sex with him by choking her. Uh, and it also claims this was done in front of other members of the Evolve roster while they were on a bus leaving an event in Illinois. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also mentions that Evolve had a misogynistic culture, which was created uh, by those that she's filing the lawsuit against, uh, and also stated that WWE has condoned toxic misogyny for 30 years. Now, the thing about the WWE portion of this lawsuit uh, is that she had bookings on July, January 31st of this year, uh, you know, and Riddle basically told people backstage or, or told people and in, in like producers and stuff that not to book Tavel because they had previous issues. Um, it actually came out <laughs> thanks to him using his own WWE uh, email that Drake Wirtz, uh, our favorite COVID truther, uh, <laughs> QAnon member, was actually using his WWE uh, email address to confirm these things within his own private emails, which ele- which allegedly Matt Riddle put into his uh his his uh remember he he's put out a uh protective order against her about two months ago mm-hmm. that email actually ended up in there and that's what helped her give the case against wwe because of that so riddle's lawyer is actually the reason why wwe is is in on this case right now just a mess <sighs> just a mess <laughs> i i really don't know what to say about anything anymore it seems Everything is just moving. I, I, I'll be honest with you, and I'll be candid about this. I haven't had an actual point to, and as much as this, but this has been going on since the summer, I haven't actually had a chance to like sit down and kind of take in the full gravity of everything that's going on in this case. Um, I think, just wow. I mean, 
we're gonna have i mean i think we're gonna have this discussion as well when you talk about later of the show of one of the returns that we'll talk about in terms of like what the, but it really at the end of the day like yo what does wwe do about these type of situations like why, how do they do what do they do about these situations where there's superstars who they're continuing to push and continuing to um highlight on their weekly shows i mean this just this isn't just matt riddle but extends to velveteen dream extends to lars sullivan extends to a couple more people that are actually on the roster that are continuing austin theory a bunch of other people um that they're continuing to promote on the show but still have these kind of like legal things or accusations against them or something along those lines along the lines and they kind of just sweep it under the rug of like personal is personal but you know the show is the show and everything professional that happens outside of it is just kind of happens outside of it it makes you kind of wonder like all right what do you actually what what does anyone gain from this we're in a current society where everything is under the microscope everything everyone's comments everyone's uh affiliations everyone's political views Everything and everyone can be everything can be used against a superstar and the reason why people in the general public don't like them or particularly want to cancel them. Um, yeah, it's a it, and, and it's kind of a new way to navigate in the WWE and just the wrestling business in general, because for so long they've ignored it. Like just a few years ago, we talked about the fabulous Moolah and like her like under, you know, her ring of like pimp, you know, activities with like super pimp activity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With like women superstars is like, yo, if you want to get booked, you got to do this. And then just the, you know, all this has been kind of like allowed in professional wrestling for maybe like the past like 50 years, 60 years. So WWE is currently in a standpoint where now they're, you know, we talked about it last week. They're going for a bigger profile. They're doing all these other things. And, these are things that can 100% hinder them, especially if they let it grow and become a much bigger situation. Now, I have complete faith that if WWE, I think WWE responded and was like, I ain't hear nothing about that, about us being sued, but yeah. we'll be here about it. Yeah, they, <laughs> oh, I, I, we I ready. Think they, 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 they did respond. I'm not, I don't follow Riddle, um, so I, I actually muted his name. I'm just like, I'm, I just, it's an echo chamber there. But mm-hmm. like, um, we said this back in July. Uh, August that this riddle situation is super messy. Uh, it's only gotten messier. I said it on Twitter. I was like, he is now Randy Orton status of pariah in the locker room and in the general public. You know, like, ten years ago, the news hit that Randy Orton was shitting in people's bags. He was oh, being openly misogynistic. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? I think it was more than ten years ago. I think, yeah. but um, but I mean, like ten years plus. You know, oh, the, yeah, the, yeah, these are course. you know, Orton wasn't wasn't particularly liked up until now. Right. Let's just be clear. Like everyone held that shit against him for a very long time. But WWE never they've suspended him. They've suspended him, know, but they but, never particularly did anything about it. And quite honestly. With the amount of suspensions that he's had or things, he should have been fired. I mean, yeah, in reality, they created new rules to really not fire him. Like, I think he got one of his strikes taken off or something along those lines for, like, going to something or or doing something of the rather. At least that was what reported. I want to say allegedly. I actually don't remember that well. But I generally feel like he's been suspended and or reprimanded enough times to have been fired. But WWE does not want to fire him. Um for yeah, multiple, and, and that's, multitude that's, of reasons. And that's what I see with 
the riddles. I see with with the dreams. I know someone was like, I think it was Cyrus was like, what is what what are they? Were they're not even worth it? And I'm just like, unfortunately, it's not up to us to determine what they're worth to these people. Mm-hmm. They they work on a completely different type of time than we do. It, it would be easy for me to say, just cut riddle loose, have him deal with this court case, and then whatever happens happens, right? But like that's not really what's going to happen here. We just saw this week he got drafted and he was on TV the day that it came out. The day that the allegations came out against him, he debuted on SmackDown. But so I, he's never really left. But but I also feel like, I mean, yes, it's WWE's like, oh, at the same time, we're giving them these worth and this is what they means to us. But at the same time, I feel like as the consumer, as people who purchase stock, as people who watch television, as people who contribute to the success of the product, you should definitely there's definitely a voice to have of like, I feel genuinely uncomfortable watching this person interact with people every week. And I generally when riddle. Feel- Go ahead. When 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 USA or Universal or Fox says get rid of Riddle, that's when they're going to do it. Yeah, when and that's stocks sad. go down directly. When stocks go down directly because of Matt Riddle, that's when they're going to say get rid of Matt Riddle. Well, I think that there are probably three other people, and I'm not saying this to be like a homer. I'm just being realistic with it. I think there are three other people that would be ahead of him in terms of if these actual companies that distribute these TV shows would would. Asked them to take action against and that probably be Dream, that probably be Austin Theory, it'd probably be a bunch of people before they would probably see the riddle thing. Right. And that's just the unfortunate that's the unfortunate thing about it. Like and the thing about the, the Cartwright lawsuit is that like she just she just wants money for damages. She doesn't want anyone to, to, to go to jail. Like WWE can see that as like, okay, we'll just we'll take this out the top of your contract, we'll we'll pay it off, we'll settle and then move on. And then they'll just wipe it under the rug and they'll just have them keep going, because that's what I see is gonna happen here. It's just unfortunate that it's reached to that. I mean, it's not unfortunate that it's extent, but the sort of reality of it is a lot more almost as cruel as kind of like, you know, the actual reality of it is like that WWE necessarily. I mean, I think for weeks, for months, we've been begging WWE to issue a statement and provide something to make people generally feel comfortable watching the dream. I think it's even to the point now that the people even working with the dream are like, yo, is this, is this guy, you know, it, you do. There's so many things that happen that they just choose not to kind of address. And I don't think you can not address it in the current climate that we're in. I mean, you have we talk about the the Harvey Weinsteins and all these other situations and kind of everyone kind of cutting ties and and understanding that you can't do that in, in, in 2020. Like you you can do that. I mean, at the end of the day, WB's own private company, they're doing whatever they currently want. But in terms of like just kind of an ethical status and. So in the community that we can now, you can't just continue. It, it looks so bad from their end. And if it blows up, it's everyone's going to tell them like, yo, you should have did something a, a long while ago. Like they're treading a very dangerous sort of line with continuing to promote these performers without lending like actual, I guess, you know, Proof. People are gonna ask them until they face in the blue. And Triple H is already. I'm. I'm. Triple H already sounds fed up of Velveteen Dream questions, but they're going to yeah. continue <laughs> to come if they don't provide any serious proof or serious things that these aren't actually true. And and Dream isn't yeah. issuing a statement, and I'm sure WWE doesn't want him to issue a statement. And Riddle is issuing statements and then deleting them, but I'm sure WWE doesn't want him to issue a statement. Same with Austin Theory, same with a whole bunch of other guys. And it's kind of the sad reality of it all. It's like, yo, you're you're really you're really 
you're really putting a damper on the product and it playing a very dangerous game by not revealing. And I bet if they did reveal it, it'd be a lot more. You'd realize how fucked up it is, and they'd probably have to let him go. But Matt Rid- to me, Matt Riddle is not worth there- keeping around if these things are actually true. Like, he's just not. He's great, but there are a lot of great people. They have a whole PC full of amazing people. Like, Matt Riddle is an amazing performer. Matt Riddle's a, if, if looking at it as purely as a talent, he's a great talent. But he's not worth keeping around if these things are actually true or they actually go somewhere. But, you know, that's to be settled. But if they settle... If they settle it, like again, it's not even you settle that, not, and it's like it's it doesn't even look good either. Yeah, it's not a well. I mean, if they settle, that, that, I mean, she's she's asking for damages anyway. So I mean, essentially, if they settle out of court and don't take it to trial, it, it's not like you know they'd be guilty of having to pay her that stuff. You know what right. I'm saying? Not like like he he they could still like or he could take a plea. You know what right. I mean? Or anything like that. They could, they could do any of that stuff. I I think I really do think that of anyone. They see these guys as like as as projects. <laughs> they really do. Yeah, I really think they see these guys as projects. The same so way that they see a lot like, of people. You see people it, in the industry, like for instance, like Russell Simmons, or like you know, people have made allegations recently about like Joe Budden and all these other things like that, and they're like they're targeted. They're public enemy number one. They they either, but still, as industry said it, they're still getting talked about they're still getting put on podcasts or etc or all these other things i would argue that i I would argue that button is not a public enemy at all button is one of the most beloved figures right in the culture (laughs) so like there is a reckoning that has to be said about toxic men and abusive men and media this is just the beginning and for wrestling i'm pretty sure this well runs very very deep just like it does in music just like it does in entertainment and it's going to take a long time for there to be Unfortunately, like now that it, now that it's up there, now, now, now I won't even say it's going to take a long time. It's going to take some time for like something concrete to like really break this thing open. Yeah. I think speaking out was was step one, and you know this is this is definitely a good step too. But you know people, here's the thing: they're they're banking on they're they're banking on the the if there's fifty percent people that hate them, there's also fifty percent people on on social media that love him. And you could go look into his, to his uh his mentions and see that. Right. You know, there's a there's as many people that think he's innocent, that think that he's that he's apologized and that video he put up a couple months was enough. Mm-hmm. That's all they that's all they care about. And, you know, it, it, it sucks, but it's that's a- the precedent that, that's set here. The last thing I'll say on this is because we've seen this so much time in media and just public society. WWE has to kind of issue a standard and stick by to it. And that's kind of what it is, an issue of standard. And, and there's going to be people, there's going to be people online who run back and be like, but y'all did this. Vince McMahon said the N-word on national television. Ric Flair harassed Teddy Long for various years and said the N-word to him. And there's going to be people who do that. And you kind of have to find a, a, a balance. You kind of have to issue the standard. It's like from here on forward, this is what we're doing. Because there's going to be a ton of just cancel culture is just... They run back into people's memory, you know, old videos and pull up random things and stuff like that. And it it takes a major hit on like corporations and stuff like that who have to like who believe that, oh, this is the person I'm highlighting. This is the other thing. And it's like at the end of the day, it's to me, it's fine. I really don't care if someone gets canceled for racism and or sexual deviancy. I'm whatever. That's fine with me. But WWE has in the. The reason why they're in a predicament currently where they have so many of these things floating around and people are 
thing is because they haven't actually issued a standard that they want to keep up to. And talk about the Randy Orton thing. They issued a standard and then they went back on it because it's Randy Orton. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, they didn't want Randy Orton going to TNA or something along those lines. And issue a longer standard, man. Tell him he's suspended for an entire year. Like, tell him he's, you know, no longer able to, you know, you're no longer being able to, like, sell merch or anything like that or, or, you know, I don't know if they can actually do that. But there has to be some sort of precedent that's actually made in order these things, because we're going to have to we're going to continue talking about these things for the next couple of years. That's really the situation it's going to be. So that's the last I kind of have to say on that. Yes. uh, A quick update on the G show. Uh, We will be coming at you uh, this week with a a final uh, review of the last couple of nights. Actually, after after the show, I actually have to watch uh, last night's uh, show. Uh, But we're going to be coming to you uh, at the top of next week with our overall thoughts and review on the actual G1. Mm -hmm. Uh, Today was an A block day. Uh, Tonight will be a B block day. We're we're getting down to the wire. I think A block is definitely the the most contentious one. uh, And that's the block with Osprey, Jay White, Okada, uh, all vying for the top spot in the A block and the B block, of course, is uh, to me it's down to Evil and Sonata. So we'll figure out who is going to win that. Uh, but just make just make sure you keep it locked to the A Show RNC channel for the latest updates on the G One. Uh, next news item: We have Eva Marie rumored to return to the WWE. Uh, what? All right. So maybe we'll make this quick. She was. I mean, she tweeted out something last night of like, make sure you're watching Raw. Like, make sure. And so here's my thing. Ever since the Molina thing, it really depends on the source of, like, what the hell is actually going on. But I've seen that multiple people, multiple sources have kind of corroborated on this. So I'm more inclined to believe it. Um, What what say you? Do you believe that she's actually returning? I... Sure. I, again, it's not something that like moves the needle for me. I don't know if it moves the needle for you. I mean, I, I, I think no, that, but I, yeah, I, th- I think that you know, in, in the larger scheme of things, it's a, it's a name. It's definitely a name that do do people miss her? Is it? I mean, people. Um, ironic Twitter accounts miss her. I can't say oh, that. I people, know, I, bro. Thank you. For I can't that say that. I see. I can't say that actual people miss Eva Marie. She didn't really do anything. She didn't really push the needle. She's kind of like remembered. And this is the thing about nostalgia. It's because of time. She's remembered as it's like, oh man, she slayed. Oh my god, her entrance. Oh my god, her red hair. She didn't really do anything. Like she did the least yeah. at all times. <laughs> like I don't even know And she's like Training to return I was like She needs to train To learn how to wrestle To be honest with you Because she's still Not that good But I I'll, I would say I'm lying If I didn't want to see Eva Marie Randomly show up On Smackdown Because I thought her gimmick As she went out Was pretty genius um, If she comes back With the gimmick Like okay Traffic finally cleared up I'd pop I'd pop huge For Yes that. One hundred percent. But other than that, like the build up to the in ring thing, I mean, I mean, I'm sure she's gonna get there. But I think even Marie is like, we're past that time. We're good. Wrestling, women's wrestling has evolved so much that like we're kind of past the like theatrics of like Whoa. Eva Marie. Some, somebody did not like that outside. Oh no, 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 no! It's New York, baby. Come on. No, <laughs> it's a, it's what it's what's going on out here. But yes, Eva Marie potentially return. Who knows if she'll return? Um, 
We'll see. It was weird that they said she was going to return last night. I was like, during the draft? <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be stupid. Uh, also, Paige has, has, has put out feelers that she might be returning as well. Uh, she she said that she, she feels great. Her neck feels wonderful. And she says, can you let me in, coach? Uh, any, any smoke to this fire? I think this is just something she does every so many months. Um, if the Twitch money starts to uh, line up a little bit because of WWE said restrictions, then I'm sure she's going to want to return to the ring. But um, she says her neck is feeling fine. We've seen this return before. We've seen this re- return multiple times. I would not be mad if Paige returns to the ring. I think it's probably the most optimal thing that she does return to the ring. I think that's using her at her highest, <laughs> you know, just... Other than her being a personality, which is great, I guess she's like a millennial Gen X personality that just lives on Instagram. Um, I would rather her see Return to the Ring. I think she's great at what she does in the ring, and she still has a lot to actually prove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't feel either either way. I, th- I feel, I feel like the women's division is just it's in good hands. Uh, her, she would add to certain it. shows. She would add to it. I think she would add to it. I think they need another big name um, based on how these rosters kind of shook out. Knowing us, we're going to she's going to she's going to get paired with Charlotte and then we'll be like, oh, OK, we'll see where this is going. It is the one year anniversary of AEW Dynamite uh, since it's come to TNT. Uh, they're having an anniversary show, I believe, this week. On, on Wednesday Meals You wanted this On the run sheet The floor is yours Wow Why did you Okay Alright We're just passing off The buck Okay sure um, I wanted the On the run sheet Because I thought It was an interesting Discussion to actually have Like let's take a look We had so much uh, There's so much Hype anticipation Things I think we, we Covered it Quite in full the, 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 the rise And the get to Of the actual You know Show itself That I thought Let's take an actual look We a year later and be like okay how do we feel just generally that they've done like how do we feel that they've how how do you feel as the product has grown from last year to this year or has it grown or anything i just wanted your thoughts i mean i didn't mean to like you know they've done great i don't i don't know what 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 much more uh i mean defeating the the mighty nxt every single week (laughs) is quite the accomplishment but uh, I, I think that they've done well in carving out an audience of people that were underserved and that needed this, this type of content. Um, I think they, they shed a light on a lot of upcoming indie talents while giving you a lot of legacy art, uh, you know, acts that, that you haven't seen in a while or that you want to see in a different type of view. Um, I don't think the show is perfect. I, I tried to watch it a month ago and I, I couldn't do it still, but. I, it, it makes some it, it makes some people happy and that, and that's all I care about like if, if you're happy watching dynamite that's cool but I, I do think that like fundamentally the show to me doesn't have enough time to get to everything that they have to get to every single week I think it's still way too Jericho heavy still way 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 too like like dark order heavy for me um I question shit like Cody winning the the title right back like instead of like having it on Brody Lee who I thought looks really you know looked really cool with it. Um, but I think, you know, that first six months, you know, they had their ups and downs and they slipped a little bit and they, they stumbled a little bit, but they've been on a constant high since then. Um, you know, as, as they gain more content and put more content and shows on TNT into, into their app and into their own, uh, their own sources, like, I, I feel like, you know, they have, you know, essentially carved themselves out as a really, a really high up number two. 
in in the world, and, and I think they're you know they're going to yeah. keep growing. I, and you know, Dynamite was was definitely a part of that. I I you know we we bookmarked them and said you know we'll see what happens in six months we'll see what happens in a year and they're still here and and i think they're still gonna they're gonna be here for for quite some time so for them to just you know catapult themselves into number two and then you know less than a year or just about a year i think that that's great they're doing great the ratings look good um i'm pretty sure tnt is happy they are they're fighting off the you know everything the nxt and wwe is throwing at them but you know there is definitely a a, a next level that they could get to i i don't know if three hours is is it though i don't think making it three hours would be it i think they need like another no. hour on another day i think three hours is too much for that show it's already too much for raw i i think they need and, and i'll say this and i echo a lot of your thoughts about how they've just kind of done well uh at battling <laughs> wwe's third brand i know that's a backhanded compliment but it is what it is but they've they've done well for themselves in establishing an audience and i think that audience could grow but i think with the audience growing they need to acquire a lot of more top level talent um compared to the ones that they have now and i do think they've managed to stop establish moxley as a top tier talent even though he's kind of like a spinoff of just the wwe one he's already been a top tier talent like he was never not a yeah top -tier i know talent. i know i know but they've established him as like you know a, a, an actual guy. champ like a champion's champion like when you saw dean ambrose with the wwe championship like you weren't like okay that's the guy carrying the brand you were just kind of like oh that's dean ambrose carrying the championship like you you didn't get that and i think they could they need to be able to kind of acquire a lot more big names and i think they need to prove themselves to be a lot more lucrative at the end of the day like a much more lucrative destination than wwe and not just because it's an alternative not because they're run by wrestlers who care but they need to be just kind of okay if, if, for instance, now this will never happen. If Roman Reigns decided, oh, I'm looking at my WWE contract. Let's see what AEW is offering. Who is there that could logistically, besides Dean Ambrose, stand across <laughs> from Roman Reigns and be like, oh, yeah, that's a see. You got the choo-choo truck behind you. It's, it's a, a, some, someone's alarm came on. I, I, I don't know what to, to do about that. <laughs> there it goes. Um. <laughs> close your door and <laughs> turn off the lights I, I don't uh, know. but no i think yeah i don't think you could have realistically someone who could stand across from them they haven't they don't have the breakthrough guy yet dean am john moxley i could say dean ambrose john moxley is a guy he's similar to like seth rollins in an instance where it's like oh he's a guy who can you can champion but he's not the person who's going to carry the brand I think they still need that guy. I still think they need their John Cena or they need their CM Punk or they need their Daniel Bryan. I think CM Punk would actually be a great addition if he wasn't the prick who didn't fucking want to wrestle. But <laughs> um, I think he would turn the needle for them and be like, okay, they're getting top-level guys. Like Now we, we need to rethink of where we're going with this. Let's, let's go over there with that, you know? Um, but they're doing great. They're doing fine. Um, they're hanging in there, and, and that's all you could say. I just... No, they need to continue to grow and they need to continue to have more intriguing storylines in some aspects um but that's all i'll say yeah a year of dynamite listen they're here yeah shout out oh, to and the women yeah they suck oh, at the yeah, women they suck at they, <laughs> they're terrible <laughs> they're terrible at the women the their entire foreign, is i like, won't say their entire women's roster but the majority of their women's roster is like insignificant 
AEW is definitely the wrestling company equivalent of cannot go over the top rope. I will say that. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Did you see the clip that I posted on Twitter? Yes. Yeah, um, someone posted a clip of, of, of someone kicking Victoria through the ropes. I was like, you know, back in my day. Oh, no. This is how women were <laughs> eliminated from Battle Royals. Oh, no. Oh. I'm just saying. I'm glad we've come so far. You hear that? Y'all, awesome. y'all hear that? <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we've come so far. Y'all hear that? Okay. Uh, there's a new segment that we, that we are starting uh, th- this week. Um, and, and, I'll, and I'll be heading this one up. You know what I'm saying, Mills? You, you got this, Mills. You can, you can sit down for a second. Right before break, I'm going to do something called Sorry If This Offends. And this is going to be something from, from the table, from the desk of J5. Something that's just irked me and something that I feel like, you, you know. You might I, need a sound effect for this, man. I, I got it. Need a, uh, I got it. It's going to go right here. Okay. I'm just going to go right here. If I can be serious for a minute. Without being interrupted. Boom. That's the sound effect right there. And, you know, we are going to talk about something that's been bothering me all week about somebody that has returned to the WWE this week. And that is Ember Moon. She returned to NXT last weekend or two weekends ago at NXT 31 or NXT TakeOver 31. And the the reception that I got and when I saw her return was something that I I wasn't really comfortable with. Um, I saw a lot of people talking about. And, and let, let, full disclaimer, I've been guilty of this as well. I've been guilty of talking about her bootcut jeans, talking about her, you know, her character not being anything, you know, saying that she was like an anime character or like a weeb or something like that. I, I have been guilty of this. Shout out to the weebs, the lookout. <laughs> She's, we sh- you should definitely get her on the lookout. <laughs> but, you know, I've been guilty of this. And I have to say that seeing her return, I was filled with joy. I was happy for her because this was somebody that had her dream almost taken away by a an injury that wasn't any fault of her own. It was a freak accident. And to see her come back way earlier than we thought she'd come back in a complete surprise, I was shocked. It was one of the biggest shocks of the show for me. But anything that I saw on social media was her hair, her looks, her jeans again, her character which now looks to be more defined than ever, which she actually kind of had the wasteland look is definitely what she's going for here. It's not a vampire anymore. It's definitely there. But it was a lot of things that made me think like, you know, it's all cool and well if, if, you know, you don't like her for something else that she did. But don't deny the fact that Ember Moon is one of the fucking most talented women on that roster. And as soon as she gets into anyone's roster, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW, whatever, she automatic talent automatically raises up the, the quality of your women's division, period. I was happy to see her back. I was really disappointed to see a lot of people, particularly dudes. But, you know, I've seen a swing the other way here as well of people just being completely mean and, and kind of disrespectful instead of just celebrating her being back. Like, I, I thought it was really weird. Um, and I think that for us to be wanting the diversity and to be wanting things to be pushed forward, when you see something like this happen and it be treated like a big deal, I mean, she was treated like a huge deal on NXT on Wednesday. Say what you will about her, her promo. I don't know how you felt about it, Mills. I felt like this, the sound, the, like the actual crowd sound, actually might have fucked her up more than the actual promo did because it sounded so stupid. So they should have turned the crowd down for her. But I think that at the, in the end of the day, when she got back in that ring, she looked fucking great. Her finisher still slaps. It's still one of my favorite finishers in the game right now. And she's going to be a big, big addition to NXT. So this version, this episode of Sorry If This Offends is dedicated to Ember Moon. I'm rocking with you. I'm a stan. I can't help but do it. Let's go. You're going to get the NXT title again. Let's do it.
I love it. I love it. No, I, I agree with you 100%. The discourse about her looks more than anything. Um, and, and kind of taking away from the talent that she brings and, and, and what she can offer to NXT, especially being a woman of color in wrestling, especially doing, you, you fight 10 times harder being a woman of color in any sort of industry. So the fact that people are immediately, she's back and people are like, oh, you know, her hair, oh, these are all things that she can change. You realize that, right? Like these are all things that can, that can necessarily change in the future. It's not something that we have to live by right now. She could decide to do something else. Um, but what's probably most important is the talent and thing that she brings. And she just kind of wants to be accepted as a, as a, as a top tier talent. And whether that's on NXT, which it is right now, which I think it's the best move for her right now. Um, you know, that's the way it should go. I didn't like the discourse either. I didn't like it at all. It was, I was just like, no, Cut it out, guys. Cut yeah, it out. It was very whack. Cut it out. Let, let's 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 be cool here. You guys, you guys want the women to succeed? Stop shitting on them. <laughs> All right, <laughs> like 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 do do better, guys. Uh, and so, what's gonna happen after the break? We're gonna do a draft rundown, and we're gonna quickly run through Raw and SmackDown. Uh, these were draft heavy shows, so we're gonna talk about the draft for most of them. Just to, you know, no spoilers here. But uh, yeah, so when we return from the A show, we're gonna talk about the draft and the weekly shows. We'll be right back. That was incredible. I mean, can you tell you? Wait, 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 wait a minute. Lana. Lana. We forgot about Lana. Lana's got a title opportunity. No, you got to be kidding. Lana. All right. We are back on the A-Show. We're going to talk about the WWE Draft 2020. There were 84 picks this year. Over the two-day draft between Raw and SmackDown, um, Mills, I know a lot of people, and here's my thoughts on it before I run through the actual trades, it was fine. I, I think no, I think neither show got better than the other. I think they're pretty much flat. I, I think that every year everyone says, oh, this show's better because it has this person, this person, this person, and then they end up six months later being really disappointed because they're not doing anything with that person. So I don't want to like give a mm-hmm. knee-jerk reaction to it, but I thought like my, my initial reaction here, you know, completely deep, you know, seeped in reality. This is the reality era for me. It was fine. I thought it was okay. I No, I thought it was fine too. I thought a lot of things change for the better, a lot of fresh coats. Um, have been putting on it. I I think most notably, you check with one of the earliest picks that was on Friday, Seth Rollins being moved to SmackDown mm-hmm. is just something that completely fresh and might even rejuvenate him in an instance. I don't know if he'll be able to cut all those long ass promos anymore because we only got two hours. <laughs> but um, you know, it's something that can rejuvenate him, and maybe he may even be a, a bigger star on that show than he was on raw. Maybe he be compact everything that is Seth Rollins into nice seven minutes. And we're like, wow, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, um what I'm going to do really quick here is I'm going to name, okay. I'm going to name off the picks and then we're going to give a draft grade. Okay. So from wait, one by one or just overall, I'm going to, I'm going to name the picks one by one from men, women, the factions and the women and the women's tag teams and stuff sure. like that. So for the men on, okay. on Raw, starting off with Raw, we have Drew McIntyre, of course. Bobby Lashley stays, of course. Our Truth stays. AJ Styles comes to Raw. The Fiend, Randy Orton, Braun Strowman, Matt Riddle, Jeff Hardy, Keith Lee, Ricochet, Elias, Sheamus, Garza, 
Umberto Carrillo, Drew Gulak, Tucker, Dabakato, Titus O'Neil, Akira Tozawa, Riddick Moss, Arturo Ruas, and Eric. So it, obviously they have a, a roster for Raw Underground. That's that's really what the end of that that was uh, there. For the women, Oscar stays as the champion. Charlotte stays because she's pretty much been out for most of the year. Naomi came to Raw. Alexa Bliss comes to Raw. Lacey Evans comes to Raw along with Nikki Cross, Peyton Royce, and Lana. As far as tag teams, the New Day move over without Big E, which we're going to get to in a second. Uh, the Hurt Business stays. The Miz and John Morrison come. Retribution stays. And Lucha House Party uh, comes to Raw. But they've, they've actually been broken up as well. Uh, women's tag teams, you have Shayna Baszler and, Sh- and Nia Jax stay. But of course, since they're the champions, they can move to any brand. And Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke come in as a tag team. Mills, what do you think of the Raw draft overall? All right, so <laughs> I don't like Raw. <laughs> like, I it, just from a first glance, from a lot of different things, it's a lot of matchups I've seen before. It's a lot of kind of like very, I don't want to say aging superstars, but they're kind of like, you know, the, the, we got we got AJ Styles, we got Miz, you got Morrison, we got Kofi, we got Jeff Hardy, we got a couple. These are Sheamus. We've got a lot of people that we've seen before for a long time, and then when you including like the Randy Orton's and 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 a couple more people, it's like damn. It's like damn. We've seen a lot of these guys already, so I know most of the matchups are going to be seen again. And I know that because the show is three hours, they're going to last very long. And I might fall into the low of Raw where I'm like, I don't want to see this anymore, um, which happened actually quite some time ago. Yeah. Um, so I particularly I'm not a fan of Raw, but I know for the people who get on Raw, they're going to get time. Now, The Fiend, Braun Strowman, I really don't want to see. But The Fiend's been doing some cool shit. I guess I don't know. He's been doing some new shit. So who knows? But mm-hmm. what's your draft grade? <laughs> letter grade? Draft letter grade? Uh, I would give him B minus. That's that's more you. The way that you said that made me feel like you were going to give it way lower than that. Um, I, uh, I live with uh, West Indian parents who only if you don't get an A, you failed. So. <laughs> That is, it's yeah. a curve. It's so, a very high curve. Um, yeah, one hundred percent. I feel like Raw is again fine. I, I think that you're absolutely correct. This is the this is the show that has the established names. You have your Drew McIntyre's. Yeah. You have your AJ Styles. You have the Fiend. You have Randy Orton. You have Jeff Hardy. That alone. You have Oscar and you have Charlotte. That alone is oh, and the New Day. So you have all of their big name acquisitions and the big name stars on Raw here. And I think people are looking at them because they're a little bit older. But then you look at the the younger the younger people on the show, like the Ricochets, Keith Lee's, the uh, the Angel Garzas, the Matt Riddles. All of them are going to be obviously the ones that they're going to try and figure out who can who they can place in there. I call the Raw the land of the mis- uh, of the the misfit toys, and I absolutely believe that's correct. I think any roster where you have a Matt Riddle, a Jeff Hardy, a Randy Orton, all on one on on one roster is definitely you know cause for concern, or would have been in a couple a couple years ago, or really just you know now. But I think that they're keeping a couple of these people there to see what else they can get out of them. I think there's a lot of upside to having Ricochet there on his own. Um, I think there's a lot of upside to having Jeff Hardy there working with some of the younger guys and and Randy Orton there working with the younger guys as well. But I don't think that, you know, in the end, it's not a bad thing to have Drew as your champion. I think he's the best champion on the brand right now. Like I I, I think he or one of the best champions on the brand. 
Like he's he's definitely had a great year. Yeah. And I think having Oscar there, you know, we, you know, going up against Charlotte, going up against Naomi, having you know a banger with Nikki Cross again. You know, we haven't seen that in a while. So I, I think that you know these are all things that are definitely an upside for Raw. I'll give Raw a B. I think it, I think it's going to be a fine show. I think again, we we I don't want to judge it too early, but they could change a character here, Mills, and it could change your whole perception of what Raw is. Like one character could change, and it, could, it would be something you want to you want to see. There's so oh, yep, much see, happening behind me right now. They're, they agree. <laughs> they agree with me. I'm trying to figure out. I'm going to I'm going to uh, awkwardly wait wait this out. I think it's waiting away. Yeah. Um, no, I see your thoughts, man. I, I I really do. It's just when it when it comes to Raw, Raw kind of has to be a show that I really want to watch. And I think maybe it's because of the red. Maybe it's just because of the general aesthetic of Raw. But there's a and maybe it's the three hours. But there's just a lot of a lot of Raw, and it just never feels like oh well, it's just blown. I mean, this show kind of blew by quickly, but nothing really happened. Um, like nothing of any, you know, note kind of happened Elias returned which I thought was hilarious I thought it was a cool uh, I thought I, should, I thought that part was cool and, and again attention to detail in the storytelling here because now you see that's exactly where the story is going to go yeah 100% um, but there I it's just more so me thinking of my experience watching the show how many segments am I going to actually fast forward through how much stuff am I going to actually want to watch who am I going to look forward to on this show and given kind of I didn't even want to as, as fire as Drew's been I didn't even want to watch his segments this week Randy Orton <laughs> kicked off the start of Raw and then they fought at the beginning of Raw and they fought at the end of Raw I'm like alright we get it y'all hate each other but, on the cells then, in two weeks but then I think of like the type of violence that him and that Drew and Sheamus are going to get into pretty soon and I get really excited but yes but the the Seamus thing wears off really, really quickly because you get excited at the prospect of it. Yeah. But then when you sit through four weeks of a Seamus feud where he's kicking the same guy in the face over and over, then you're like, mm. but it, but it's it's yeah. it's uh, it's it's Seamus with a duster on, man. He got a long he got in the nest in the hat, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, you know who I think does have the the biggest the biggest opportunity to to actually look like a monster here that that is Keith Lee. I, I know they've been saving him for for something. Again, he got called up in a very they weird. better be saving him to something. It's looking it's looking very weird. I've given this time. Yeah, I, I I've given this. Time. I want to see what they do with him and Braun. Uh, you, of course, you have like they want to do Lars. It seems like, but you know, I think they kept Lars on uh they kept Lars on SmackDown. SmackDown. But, it, it, it was that it's definitely something weird, but I, I want to see. I, I'm I'm intrigued at least to see Keith Lee and Braun Strowman. I think Braun Strowman's best programs are the the, the matches that don't happen inside the ring. So I, I think him and Keith definitely have something there, and they need to put Keith over strong because I think that you know by Mania we could see at least one Keith Lee title reign in some way, shape, or form. Like I would love to see him take a title from somebody and build them slow. I, I think that there was nothing wrong with them the way they built him. Uh, when he came back and when he returned and started getting a push at NXT, but I think they don't want to like they don't want to over like overdo it. Like I, I don't want them to get too wild with, with Keith Lee and to a point where he has to be like Braun Strowman not selling things. I still want him to have a, a human side as well. So, I, I, but I do think he has the biggest upside. 
Yeah, I think so as well. But I feel like we've thought that about a lo- about a lot of guys that have come up from NXT. I think we thought that about Ricochet, which actually was realized for a certain amount of time. We thought that about Aleister Black, which was realized for a certain amount of time. But then they kind of fizzled out. I kind of really interested in where the direction of where they're actually going to take Keith Lee, because Keith is a great talent. But if there's no plans for him, which it doesn't seem to be, uh, and he, I mean, there are plans with Braun Strowman, but it doesn't look like it's heading in any sort of trajectory or something along those lines. It looks like they're just throwing him against a mate, you know, just they're using him in his element of like, let's make these amazing moments until something eventually lands. But, you know, we'll see. They, I, I agree with you that Keith Lee has the, the largest upside of probably anyone on Raw thus far. Um, I, w- I would go, and this is going to be controversial. I'd probably go, because I don't think The Fiend's going to sniff a title for a while, and that's fine. Um, I would go, I don't think he is. They, see what, they saw what happened with that. Look at his last, two, his last reign. <laughs> he ended in a week. <laughs> They're like, we're not well, even. Let's trade on USA Network. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, I, Fox people. I think Keith Lee, Ricochet, and I, I'm telling you, there's, there is a reason why they put Riddle on the show with all the vets. I think they're going to be trying to push him, too. They really are. Mm. They're really going to try and push Riddle mm. on the show. So people get ready to either change your channel or be very pissed off every single week when he shows up. Um, let's go to SmackDown. Talk about these picks here. Uh, start from top to bottom. Roman Reigns stays a champion. Sami Zayn stays on as the Intercontinental Champion. Seth Rollins moves over to SmackDown. Daniel Bryan stays. Kevin Owens moves over. Uh, Jey Uso, Big E, Aleister Black, Apollo Crews, Otis, Murphy, Kalisto, Laura Sullivan, King Corbin, and Shorty G on the men's side. Uh, women's side, Bailey stays on as champion. Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, Carmella, Natalia, Billy Kay, Tamina, and Zelina Vega. Uh, as far as men's tag teams, the Street Profits come over from Raw. Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura stay together. Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode are still. Why do they have them on SmackDown? Did they stay on SmackDown? No. No, they were on Raw. They went on Raw. And now yeah. They were on Raw for like a hot minute, and now they're back on. Yeah, SmackDown. they're back on SmackDown. Uh, Ray and 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 Ray and About Dominic major dog food again. I know. That. Um, <laughs> and Ray and Dominic Mysterio have made their way over to SmackDown. Ray returns to SmackDown in quite some, for the first time in quite some time. Uh, as far as women's tag teams, you have the Riot Squad here. What do you think about this SmackDown roster? It seems to me they have all the internet favorites and all of the the, the favorites that everybody loves. I think Fox was like, fix it. <laughs> fix it. Pete, we need more people. I on think the show. both companies fix said it. that. I think I think I think Universal said we need stars and Fox said we need like younger people on this show. We tired of AJ. Yeah, we need people watching the show. Like I didn't put you on Fridays at eight PM for no reason. Make sure people watch the show. Um Yeah, I think it's obviously SmackDown strikes me a little bit better, and I think a lot of it's because of the Seth Rollins pick, which is very fresh. It's the Rey Mysterio pick, which is like he belongs on SmackDown kind of at the end of the day. I feel like his best moments have been on SmackDown, just period. Um, you've got a lot of people like the Street Profits who I think are going to thrive. you got people like you know Kevin Owens, who I think if he's able to get on the show, mm-hmm. I'll say this. Mm-hmm. They've, they've been... With Kevin Owens, he's kind of like a utility player where you can kind of like fit him in any sort of thing that you want to do. So he'll be, you know, a host. He'll be doing commentary. He'll be doing things, but he'll be doing everything except actually wrestling. No, I think I think, show. I think he is in line to be next up to meet the tribal chief. 
I think you. Okay. I think right. they've lined up on SmackDown quite a a, couple, a formidable yeah. babyface roster for Roman Reigns with people that he might want to really work with, but also people that are going to mm-hmm. have really great matches with him. Right. No, I agree with you one hundred percent. It looks like, in my opinion, they've taken the entire SmackDown roster who have pretty much dove at the feet of Bailey and said, all right, (laughs) give me some new people. And it's a whole, it's, I think pretty much close to the entire raw women's roster has just shifted over to SmackDown. There's still some names that are up in there, like Mickey James and stuff like that, who I think would be a great addition to SmackDown, but they pretty much said, okay, shuffle them. Like the entire SmackDown. I mean, you talk about, uh, Alexa bliss, um, Nikki cross, Lacey Evans all gone you know <laughs> all gone all they're all gone which is fair that, that <laughs> was our fair biggest complaint they all lost. that was our biggest complaint too was that there was nothing else for Bailey and how long are we going to wait for this yeah I am really shocked that they kept Sasha here but uh not really because it seems like the few that everybody wanted the long you know emotional few I would have I would have switched I would have switched Sasha and Charlotte I that's what I would have done yeah I I think I think Charlotte um, as good as she is on Monday Night Raw, I think every couple of years she needs something fresh. Um, and I think SmackDown, you could put, you know, Roman is 1A, Roman, you know, Charlotte is 1B on the show. Well, kind of figure I, that out. You couldn't out. even put Charlotte as 1B now with how great Bailey's been this year. I wouldn't even agree with that. She'd be 1C. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, 1B1 one, one too. Um, <laughs> no, 1C, Mills. <laughs> She'd be 1C. <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, you know, they they had just, Bailey you know, go. She hasn't over, been on the same. They had Bailey. She hasn't been on the same Charlotte. roster as Charlotte. They had Bailey go over on Charlotte for a lot of times last year. So I would say that Bailey's yeah. firmly one B on on, on to, to yeah. Roman's one A for sure. They need to what they need to do on SmackDown is actually get a babyface champion, and that's something they did by bringing over the Street Profits. But I know it's not going to be Roman for a while. But Bailey does need to drop that because they we need a babyface champion on the show. Like it's very heel heavy. I will say. Uh, I think. I'm 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 interested in see how they fit everyone on SmackDown. They've got a lot of big names now, so obviously people are gonna. And that's my only con about SmackDown is that they've got a big name, so a lot of people won't be featured. Um, they look like they're going, and we'll talk about this, I guess, in a bit with the whole Biggie thing. Eh, I'll, I'll save that, but you know the whole Rey Mysterio, Dominic Murphy, Seth Rollins feud that got a lot of time on Raw. That doesn't happen on SmackDown. You now you're going to get a segment or two. It's, I think it will replace whatever the Mandy Otis sort of thing took up where it's like, OK, these weekly segments, but like it's leading to something. Um, well, I would even shudder. So it'll be interesting. I shudder to say that the one big thing that SmackDown that people aren't thinking about on SmackDown is that a lot of their top names will not be wrestling every week. Roman will not be wrestling yeah. every week. Seth will not be wrestling every week. Daniel Bryan will not be wrestling every week on this show. Daniel Bryan doesn't wrestle now. Yeah, and and I think that's one of the... So, like, when you look at the depth chart, you're really looking at Sami Zayn, and you're looking at your... Well, Rey Mysterio's not going to work every week either. You're looking at your Dominics at this point. Mm -hmm. You're looking at your Jey Usos and Khalid. Like, they're a mid-card. But they've got a... Their mid-card is going to be very crucial to the success of this show. But the thing is also, they've got a lot of personalities where they don't need to wrestle every week. Kevin Owens doesn't need to wrestle every week. The Street Profits are good enough just on the mic where they don't need to wrestle every week. Rey Mysterio, Dominic Murphy, Rollins, that program doesn't need an in-ring thing every week. 
you know, Bianca Belair is doing her promos. I think she needs the in-ring time just because yeah, we need to establish her as an in-ring talent. But she doesn't need – there's so much, like, actual it, – it doesn't need to be in the ring to kind of get them over on the show like you had on Monday Night Raw. I agree. A lot of these are personalities who stand on their own. I, so it's going to be great to be able to – Alternate between a lot of things. I agree, and I, and and I don't say that to say that they have to wrestle every single week, but I mean to say like these are going to be personalities that like I don't know if Roman's going to be there every week either. You know, I, it might just be mm. so like again the mid card is going to be very crucial to this show's success, and from what I see with them trying to play like Daniel Bryan's automatically upper mid card, Kevin Owens automatically there. Where does Jey Uso go after the singles program is done? Does he go straight to Sami Zayn? Like that becomes a that becomes a big thing where the Intercontinental Championship is going to become a big focal point, and they have to make it important. It has not been thus far, and Sami's been working hard to, to make that happen. And I mean, it has been. It's got it, it had a program. It, it had a big match. I, I mean, it, just it led this, up. To I mean, something. this far like this year they've been working at. It. Like I said, they've been working at making it important, especially if Roman's not dropping that title, and I do not foresee him dropping this title until WrestleMania. You know, like I, I see him having yeah. this for quite some time, and I, I think that again, it, it becomes crucial to see where it where it ends up at because with Roman, I I can already tell you his his four programs what they're going to be. They're probably going to be Kevin Owens. They're probably going to be Rey Mysterio. Probably going to be Daniel Bryan. Biggie, yeah. Biggie, maybe, but I really do think they're going to swing for the fences with The Rock at WrestleMania. To be honest with you, yeah, which makes that's sense. what I would do. I would honestly do it. if it the you know. If they managed to get it? the rock safe, you know, yeah. rock don't play with that COVID no more. Yeah. Um, so if they can match do it, then by all means, I'm sure that's what we're building up to. We should we should go over the shows a little bit. Oh, also, I would get out of here. I, I would give raw. Uh, I would give SmackDown a B minus. By the way, sorry. I would give SmackDown a B plus. Okay. Um, which is still, uh, you know, not acceptable in my household. Let, but, <laughs> let, yes. Let's go really uh, quickly through the shows of meals. Let's combine them together. Okay. Let's just go through whatever happened on the shows. Cool. Uh, let's, start, let's start with SmackDown. I really just uh, the biggest thing to me, other than the draft stuff, was the matches that were set for Hell in a Cell. Uh, we have the Roman and Jay Uso match is going to be an I quit match inside of the Hell in a Cell on some 2K type shit. I don't know how this is going to happen. Uh, I, I see this being a completely brutal match. What do you think about the promo leading up to this? I thought it was great. I mean, it's still it's, it's roughly a similar thing. Actually, no, it wasn't. It was a little bit, uh, you know, it, 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 the tribal chief at very, uh, very chief-like mood. You know, it's a very regal. Very slow, very methodical. I love the setting of it. It, it was good. It was good. Uh, then we had Sasha and Bailey did have a match. Didn't go as long as we thought. I think we all guessed that it wasn't going to have a definitive finish. Um, but it went to a DQ, and Sasha invited Bailey to hell. That hell being hell in a cell. What do you think about this? Yeah, I I love it. I mean, it was funny. There's an internet clip around of the bump guy, the guy on the bump, um, getting completely owned because he was he said that Sasha was afraid of Bailey and the Hell in a Cell was like Bailey was like you realize that she's 0-2 in the cell right <laughs> like you realize she has never won a match in the cell and I am undefeated as a current year-long champion so maybe you want to do your facts right I think it's going to be great um it's building up to the actual match let's get it over with let's do it uh yeah it's weird that this is That's like this I'm- is the blow-off step you know because and I feel like they're gonna have more matches after this. So for this to be the, like the oh, yeah. blow off step first, I think is really funny because I think we're, we're gonna get like regular ass match next, or we're gonna get Iron Woman. That's the only way this could end. 
Survivor Series, it'll be on the same Survivor Series team, one will cost the other, blah, 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 A, B, C, D, you know? Um, what else happened? On SmackDown, I remember, well, I think one of the most notable things um, beyond the New Day thing, which I think we should talk about, um, Lars Sullivan returned. The Freak Man. Bill. Freak Man, Freak Man, the horniest man in wrestling, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. Uh, okay, how do you feel about him sending them DMs to that chick? Like, people are like, oh, these disgusting, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm like, he's done some pretty disgusting shit. He's done some pretty racist shit as well, right? But mm-hmm. we, we tagging this man for being horny? Uh, so it kind of depends. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, a, if he knew she was married, if he feels uncomfortable to the point, if he knew she was married, if she feels uncomfortable to the point, yeah, if she feels uncomfortable to the point where she's like, "This is not comfortable. This is not cool." I have nothing against her being like, you know, ill. Um, I get what you're saying, but I think you know. She has a right to feel uncomfortable. Oh no, absolutely! And be like, Ew, I'm, that's nasty. I'm not. I'm and not talking about that's, her. I'm that's talking, gross. I'm talking about people don't want to be fired for being Him, for being horny. Um, no, you can't. But I would be like, listen, what are, what did we send you to those classes for? You know what I'm saying? Like, and and can't you find a nice girl in wrestling or something? I don't know. <laughs> it's just so weird. Um, Lars Sullivan is returned. General dismay from fans. I'm sure we're gonna have a longer discussion on him, but they look like to be picking up where they left off with the whole Lars Sullivan thing. So, who knows? And and then I think the biggest thing to come out of SmackDown was New Day split. Yes, well, this is it. Well, not split. They just aren't on the same show. That's still the New Day. People were really upset about this. Uh, I'm not, but yeah i'm just not i don't know what to say i'm not uh this is something this is going to continue it i i said it they're going to do new day breakup plus new day reunion equals profit like it's not it's not something that you can't see biggie is going to be much more established on himself he's gonna have to do he's gonna have to you know pull a kelly Rowland or something along those lines where he has to establish his own personality he's got to pull an offset where he's just become his own thing in the face of Quavo and Takeoff who are doing their own thing so this is the rite of passage for him and this is going to see if he's truly where everyone wants him to be and I'm not mad at it I think though we should do something on Friday I'm I'm electing we make a new national holiday Mm -hmm. it will be called New Day Day okay (laughs) New Day New Day Day New Day Day officially. What's Friday's date? It's the sixteenth. Um, the sixteenth. Okay, I want to. I want to ha- give a shout out to Donnie for the idea. Shout out to Donnie Lucci. But New New Day Day will be a day. It's going to be a national day um, of celebrating the New Day and everything that they've done thus far, and wishing them the best and their you know their futures and stuff like that. Y- yeah, so, you don't you don't get the biggie that you guys want without this. You don't you don't want right. to do the same damn story they did with Kofi. You can't do that again. You don't you, right. you don't get the solo Biggie run without having him sink or swim on his own. If he is what you say he is, and I do believe that he is, he has to prove mm-hmm. it here. So come on, but we we're we're, we're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. I saw people talking about like WWE doesn't care about black people. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm mad you said it like that. <laughs> I was like, they were so upset. I was like, I, you know, I watched, I watched SmackDown like later. I was just like, that's it. I was like, 
Come on, man. It's just, this shit's fake. They probably went to the back. And- it was heartbroken. It, est- it established, to me, that moment established the draft. I talked about it on the rewriter's room a couple of weeks ago. There are a lot of drafts that absolutely nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Like, people go shuffle from show to show and just things do happen. This one kind of, you always remember it as uh, the, new, the one the new day kind of, like, split up. So that's all I'll say about that. Um, let's quickly run quick let's see what's on raw first first of all speaking of the new day how did you feel about the new day and street profits practically exchanging jack tag team championships right in front of our eyes i know uh i know white bearded wrestling fans hated it but i thought it was dope <laughs> the the i said the 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 spirit of cowboy bill watts is like rolling in this metaphorical grave i only said that because i looked it up and found out he wasn't actually like passed away yet <laughs> um, but so you know what keep kicking my friend i guess if you're not racist um but yeah it was weird to see but it was that was the result i don't know why they did it (laughs) i'm still not i still don't understand why they did it but whatever yeah they switched the tag team titles (laughs) um i was like whatever (laughs) like it's fine i thought it was cool to see them both on the own screen together um i like them doing their their gig together their little their little uh little promo together that was cool right yeah, um, Kevin Owens and Aleister Black had a fire match to open Monday Night Raw. I thought that was fucking incredible. Kevin Owens, king of the TV match. Can we just call him that right now? He's the king of the TV match. Yeah. H- him and Aleister had a violent match on, on Raw on Monday before they both went to the same show. But I guess it, it's going to continue. <laughs> it's going to continue on. Great meteor spot, I'll say. Yeah, the, Kevin Owens has never seen a chair, table, or scaffolding that he does not like. He will bump through anything. Um. I, I, I like that, you know, Alistair Black is finally, like, getting his comeuppance in a lot of ways. And a lot of people are complaining that he's losing. And I'm just like, this guy has won for, like, a whole calendar year. Uh, he, he's fine to yeah. take two losses to Kevin Owens to help build KO back up. Um, I'd like to see some direction with Alistair's heel turn. But if he's still going to be slotted with Kevin, I think that they, they do a really great job together. And I think they work super well together in the two matches they've had so far. I think on SmackDown, he's going to be beat up a lot so i wouldn't expect anything to new to kind of change i think he might even be put with a faction because there's not enough room on smackdown and to be able to highlight him he may have to be with a group of people he may end up in a tag team he may end up with a faction he may end up in a role that he previously didn't think he would be in but it's just kind of how you rise it you may end up in a tag team with cesaro who knows like but it's kind of like you know let's take it Let's just take it currently how we get it. There's obviously no direction for him right now. They didn't, haven't seemed to be one for quite some time. Um, let's hope that he finds one on SmackDown. Uh, and then also on Raw, Lana, dual brand battle royal winner. She gets a Raw Women's Championship shot next week. How did you feel? I love the finish because I was completely thrown off by it. Uh, PS4 beep. <laughs> ps4 beep and i'll see you next week raw uh it's cool it's cool they're doing something right like i think with with oscar's last two or three challengers they've done something like usually lana would never sniff this type of match you know what i'm saying so yeah as long as they're trying to do things with oscar before and this is just really setting the table for charlotte and or shana baszler to to come out and and challenge her uh directly which shana still has a, a rain check on but i i think again oscar needs to build up her her, her wins and i think you know seeing her 
get you know dominant wins and helping put you know the other women over in the in the division is, is a cool thing to me so uh i'm not sure i'm like the most excited about the match but hey like give lana a chance man like, she stayed she stayed yeah. down she's she's been doing everything they've asked her to do whether it be a terrible story or taking bumps to tables every week she's done it all so give her a chance um two more things one have to applaud ricochet for the amazing bump that he took uh, it wasn't even a bump. It was just a sell. Yeah. It was just a moment. Obviously, this is uh, it's been f- 15 years since we lost Eddie Guerrero. So it was a nice nod in the way that they managed to get the match off and, and, and ricochet using one of Eddie's tactics to pretty much, you know, win the match and win his kind of freedom from the the the, the terror of the hurt. They could have done this so weeks ago. <laughs> they could have done this Apollo, weeks right? ago. Yes. They wait till Apollo left. <laughs> And they were like, all right, let's do this. I'm, let's get this off the ground. I'm glad. Apollo wasn't even on the show. I am glad <laughs> that Ricochet is away from this. I think this leads more credence to the fact that they're going to start giving him a little bit more. Um, whether this means he is def- a de facto third member of the New Day or not, I do not know. But <laughs> we, oh, <wow. laughs> we are going to start to see a lot more from Ricochet. And, and I'm really excited to see it. I, I think, again, Ricochet is another person who stayed down. And, you know, even after his, his you know, run with, with Brock and AJ and all that last year, he, he's managed to, to have his own moments, you know, to, to his own self. And I actually think he's getting better on the mic. Like, I don't, I don't know if anyone's noticing, but he's a lot more confident on the mic. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He is. Um, I'll say this one last thing. It was promoted all over the weekend. Ricochet. I mean, not Ricochet. Ali yes. will finally speak about the events that happened last week. I don't know if it's going to be on main event this week, <laughs> but just based on, I guess, the time, I think they, with all the draft picks and stuff, they didn't properly, I didn't say I want to properly, but maybe some things went over, maybe some things went under. The Ali thing was completely cut out of Raw, mm-hmm. Retribution, which I thought was a wow, that you have a major kind of hot, I won't say a hot angle, but you build up or culminate to something that people are talking about and then it's just not featured on the show um, what if he used that as a storyline thing next week and said you guys cut us out the show he's gonna have to because he's got no point yeah. <laughs> he's got he's got no chance now i mean unless he's shown up on smackdown this week there's no reason why but you know we'll hear ali talk about the reason why the whole retribution thing it also seems like they cut out mercedes martinez and she's heading back to nxt um according to reports cool so yeah, we'll see that. Um, but that's, I mean, that's big-ass show that we have here. Yeah. But, yeah, that's been the show. Uh, thank you all for listening to our, our post-draft special on The A-Show. Of course, please follow us at The A-Show RNC on Twitter. And also follow us at RNC Radio Live on Twitter as well if you don't already do that as well. Uh, but we will have shows from me and Cyrus on the G Show this week. You'll have another episode of The War Report this week as well. But you'll also have an episode of The Rewriter's Room. We're keeping it drafty in here. We're keeping it down with the draft with Armand and crew talking about the draft. And Mila, you're on that as well. I was there, yeah. I was there as well. We, we did an awesome job. Um it is the only show you'll hear me drive Stone Cold Steve Austin to SmackDown and say, like, he has crossover appeal when he ends up on the Parkers or one-on-one. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> that'll be that. It's a very entertaining episode. We all had fun recording it, so make sure you guys check it out. All right. And uh, thank you guys, as always. And I want to send out a special shout-out to Mark and Jeff over on the Elite Media channel for uh, a successful season 
of RSBN, make sure you check out their latest episode of RSBN, their season wrap up with Josh Pease. It is a funny episode. They've done so much work this year. And I just want to really just extend our, you know, our deepest, deepest congratulations from me and Mills here. So proud of you guys. Uh, we can't wait to see what else you guys have coming up. Um, but thank you all for listening to the A Show. We'll be back next week. We don't know what's going to happen. Actually, no, we got a prediction show next week. It's going to be Hell in a Cell prediction show. Yeah. So we're probably going to have to determine what happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, that'll be fun. Yeah. So until next week, please wash your hands and wear your damn masks. And, you know, this is going to sound really corny and hokey, but vote, please. Please. You see what's happening out here. And, and I'm not I'm talking about within your own community. I'm not talking about if you even rock with whoever. Please just vote. Please. All right. So see you guys later. Peace.